You're listening to Music Mythology. My name is Sam Romo, and let's talk about some music. just roll right into it so um so i wanted to discuss jay-z but specifically i guess so my thing was like underrated favorites Mm -hmm. and i was throwing out that my underrated favorite was the blueprint 2.1 really um but the blueprint 2 i don't think it usually gets the love the double album for an artist kind of in the middle of their work <laughs> usually gets hated on mm-hmm. and this was kind of fallen in that um, especially because blueprint three became so popular and then obviously all that jay-z has gone on to do since that so I, this is my blueprint two is kind of my underrated favorite jay-z album and you said that you had one but you were going to tell me what it was i want to make you guess i'm going to make you guess um but i I looked at that playlist of like the 2.1 and that really, really cuts out a ton of, um, of the filler. And so, I mean, there's just not like the filler of like blueprint two. There's a lot of, there's a lot of fat, but when it's that 2.1, it is, uh, I agree. And so that, that is a really smart choice. Yeah, I was I wondering if you wanted to guess, I, w- I was wondering if you wanted to guess what my <laughs> underrated album was. It's pretty easy. I think, but, um, you're underrated. What's my favorite underrated Jay-Z album? What's what's number one for me? <laughs> I'm thinking you're going to say some garbage album. Like, Yeah, it's going to be so garbage for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but you're going to have to yeah, defend what's this it. Garbage album? Are you in Kingdom Come? Oh, no, no not that bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Um, I actually still, I really, really think volume two hard luck, hard knock life is, uh, just insanely good. Um, I think it's like when Jay-Z like finally figured out, um, mainstream and how to use his voice and his cadence and his rhyme style, like as an instrument. And, uh, and there's just really, really good songs on it. My, my, like I became a Jay-Z fan when I heard, can I get a, and so that like obviously is number one with a bullet on that album. But, um, uh, just there's a, there's a, there's a few there's you can look back up the, at the tracks there's a few that have stood the test of time even though it came out in 1998. Okay, all right. Can I get a well, Ja Rule and Emil, Emil, <laughs> and then those long lasting artists. Yeah. There. Hey, what does Ro- well. Ja Rule guys say? <laughs> <laughs> what does he think about it? I wonder. Yeah, where is? Is Ja Rule going to come out with a project now? Does he still get Ashanti money? Because I saw Ashanti was going to do something this year. Oh, I think Fire Island might. Be <laughs> oh yeah, Fire Island might <laughs> kill all that stuff. Fire Fire Festival. Although he didn't uh, Fire Fest. Fire. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> he didn't officially endorse that, right? He was just yeah. kind of associated with it because he distanced yeah. real fast when it started going south. Well, you seen that documentary? Yeah. What I just watched the. Uh, what did I watch? I watched the one and not the other one because there was two. I and I guess the better one is the one that I didn't watch. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember what service we watched it on. But yeah. And that one, ja, he's in it everywhere. He's like, he's hi, he's the hype man. He's like, oh. he's like the, uh, 
you know, the media credibility. He's the personality. That's like, yeah, this guy's legit. It's going to be a big deal. Cause I'm, I'm Ja. Was, what does Ja think? I'm, how I, is Ja Rule still great. legit in 20, <laughs> what was that? 2018? 18. Yeah, I think so. Well, I think that was the last little sliver that he was going for, <laughs> but, uh, you guys, I know, I know we're supposed to talk about Jay-Z, but did you guys see when Ja Rule was trying to do like a halftime show? At a 76ers game, and everybody was booing him, and he just really oh, frustrated. No. Oh, <laughs> it, was really, it was bad. <laughs> what was it, what songs was he even doing? Because I can't think of no, one. Doing, I can't think of one independent Ja Rule song where he doesn't have no. a feature that's like better than him. <laughs> no, well that's what. That's like the that's the conundrum. That's the conundrum. <laughs> thing, is like all the he has J Lo and Ashanti yeah, and Jay Z. Like yeah, yeah, he's. Yeah, um, yeah, and now I see a Shanti money. <laughs> I mean, because he brought her on, so that's the only. Oh, I see. And that little crew that he had for a little while. Hmm. Well, but him and I feel like uh, DMX have like the hmm. best rapper voice. Like, oh yeah, it's like perfect. I don't, I don't know what it is, but <laughs> he does have a good voice. That raspy and deep for no reason because yeah. Jarrell is like five two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, I think I, DMX is short too. Yeah, I, yeah, these, I think so. They have big voices right. on these little guys. It's compensation. Uh, they should all sound like Kevin Hart. I mean, oh, he sounds appropriate for his size. Uh, well, maybe, he, maybe he 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 adjusts the pitch of his voice to be a little more friendly, more welcoming. Oh, oh, Kevin Hart. Does? Yeah, so I mean, he's like. I mean, I have to do that. I mean, I have a, a deep voice, but I want to use like a lighter tone if I want people to think I'm nicer or could be nice. Yeah. Well, what's what's interesting though is like Jay Z does that too, and it's like super evident when you hear mm. like him just talking regular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, are you the same guy who's yelling? At <laughs> right. Well, it's kind of funny because I noticed that in the in our first podcast with my dad, you know, because he was his voice was like really deep when he was just casually talking about something, and then like if he was like a little more intrigued, it'd get a little bit higher. Oh, just, nice. I don't know, but I think that's just like what you do. You just want to sound tough, so you deepen up your voice. Uh, yeah. But it's like, but I guess what you mean though, raspy and like, uh, uh, what, like rugged, you know, kind of yeah. tough for whatever reason. I mean, <laughs> for all accounts, I don't think Ja Rule was hard at it. Like, I don't think he was a legit gangster in any way. He just had the voice. How did we get to? Yeah, the there was nothing. Yeah. Oh, that was always, I think like 50 cents problem with him is, uh, that he was just pretty fake. So I, I think I agree with you there. Oh, yeah. yeah. To kind of get a, that was how we got on the job. That's room. right. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know what else hangs up on that. I mean, what else? I'm you don't know what to. else holds up? They got the bonus tracks sound better than the rest of that CD outside of Can I Get a. Well, if you didn't know this, Inward What, Inward Who is on that song. <laughs> no, I see that. I see that. But I don't know if you could release well, that song today. <laughs> and then, well, no, you really could not. Um, How do you say and that? Then money, money Ain't a Thing is on that one. Yeah, but it's this like a, the original, like Jay Z splurge. But it's a bonus track, so they just kind of threw that on there. It's. You oh, why is not? Oh, 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 you're gonna semantics. Okay, okay. Well, you know how they do those rap albums, they just throw songs on there. <laughs> no, I don't, 
I don't know. I mean, Foxy Brown, he's got all of like that little New York crew. The Rockefeller. It's pretty crazy. Well, it's pretty crazy to me. Like on volume two, he, uh, he has Kid Capri on there. That's probably, that has to be about the last relevant Kid Capri. Yeah. Feature. That's pretty, that's pretty late. I don't even know who that is. Who's Kid Capri? Oof. Do the honors. Um, Kid Capri, super, super big in the eighties. What, um, what song Scott? Uh, I guess. Well, he's got like all these old ones. <laughs> he was basically just like a New York DJ that really kind of like put on a lot of people. Um, and it was, um, was a rapper tack. He was on that a lot. Right. Yeah. And so he kind of did the music. And then, um, he was like super, um, super super energetic too just like yeah just like new york attitude uh, it's just it's crazy that he actually made that album he was like dj khaled before yeah it was dj right. khaled yep. mm. like, so he was like featured on a lot of stuff linked up a lot of people yeah yeah a lot yeah. of people and then somehow just stayed around a lot longer than you would think he would stay around mm. oh yeah because you said yeah, it was the 80s and volume two that's what 2000 98 98 yeah Hmm. I don't know. I'll give you. I'll give you that. I don't know if that's underrated, though. You just think it's well, not appreciated by two? Because what? What do you think, Russell? Do you appreciate volume two? <laughs> well, my the extent of my knowledge when it comes to Jay Z is it's a little it's probably backwards compared to y'all's experience <laughs> with him. So it's like it's like from 2016 back, you know, and that's kind of what how yeah. I worked it. So, uh, you know, my first real experience with like Jay Z uh, on like a very um, me being very curious when to look into more of the production, the background, blah, 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 was watch the throne just because I had just gotten into Kanye, like, cause watch the throne in 2011. I had literally just gotten yeah. into rap like in 2010, I was a sophomore in high school. Uh, I had just joined media tech, <clears throat> which is audio video production work. And uh, my, my partner, Greg, yeah. Uh, this is a big rap head and, uh, we're, you're, you're, you're given one partner. And so you're with them the rest of the semester. Oh, wow. And so you work on music, video, you know, all that kind of stuff, media together. And so he was immediately like, you know, this is what I like to listen to. What about you? And I was very much just like rock and alternative stuff. And that was about it. Uh, and so that was my first experience with like, I don't know, my, the first like handful that I experienced was like Kid Cudi Kanye, I mean, you know, a lot of the 2000, 2010, uh, people. Um, but then when, uh, uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, I think that's it. Right. Uh, whenever that came out, close yeah, that's close enough. I know I'm missing, I'm, <laughs> all, I think the, I'm miss, all the nouns are there. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm missing the one. Uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, when that came out, I mean, I was very, uh, blown away with the, the conceptual, you know, nature of the album. I was just, it was, it was very interesting. And, and that's when I became more enthralled with Kanye's production work. And then that's when I guess, then I started working backwards there trying to figure out, you know, who he, who he touched. Cause I knew, you know, he, 
uh, he's the reason why Kid Cudi got on the scene or, you know, was broke out big time. And, uh, just who, who else had, had he, had he helped with? And then that, that like what, six months later or whatever, uh, watch the throne comes out or a year later. Or whatever. Yeah. It wasn't too long. Um, and when that came out, that was my first introduction to Jay-Z outside of like a feature or an interview. Cause I mean, I knew he was big. I'd seen him a lot of things. Uh, but I just had no familiarity. And then also, you know, again, I grew up, my parents were preachers. So like rap was not in the house. That was not in my, uh, you know, my catalog. And so this was a, a new experience, but I was very open. I was very curious of what it, what it was, uh, how, how it came to be, like how you would produce this stuff, how it come, uh, to be made. And cause a lot of the people in my class were, that's what they were in it for, you know, Jay-Z and, uh, kind of, I mean, they were all their, their idols. They were all going to become Jay-Z and literally. Yeah. You know, I mean, everybody was in the booth, you know, and, uh, so yeah, so I just soaked it all up because you know I, I love. I mean, like the whole point of this podcast, I love uh, talking to people and get, getting them to talk about something they love and opening up about it because I, I don't know, you know, and I'm I'm very curious and, and to see what what details are beyond just the immediate thoughts you have of you know Jay Z is a rapper he does that one album yeah but what's the background to that album who who helped him make it what were the struggles what was going on blah blah, blah. but anyways. So Watch the Throne was my first experience, a phenomenal album. Um, and, Scott, uh, what do you th- real quick, Scott, what do you think of Watch the Throne? What do I think of Watch the Throne? I like Watch the Throne. You were the biggest hate. I was, you were I a was big hater of it. You were, you were the biggest hater in the world. Of because it. I didn't like, <laughs> but I didn't <laughs> like, listen, history whatever. <laughs> this is the, I didn't like that he, they went back on whatever. Cause isn't yeah. the next album. He's no. got like, I hate Jay-Z oh, and they're like feuding or whatever. So yeah, they didn't even so give the whole yeah. life no, of no. watch the throne. No, like, while they were still promoting it, they were like fighting and it's like, come on, I need to okay. tour on this. Okay. <laughs> but see, we touched on this in no, the last I, episode that Kanye likes to do that shit. That's true. He likes to cause drama <laughs> right before a release of something or whatever, and then boom, you know, he gets double relevancy. He drops it. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's all That's ploy. interesting that you came to, to Jay-Z at that time. Wasn't that the year that we went to um, ACL? Yes. And you chose Coldplay over the Kanye? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, but see, but that's like my first. <laughs> but see, that's what I'm saying. Is that that that's was true. my transition? That was a it. great show. And I just kept like the stuff that he had on there was just like crazy well, for a rap like show. The last two songs, or oh yeah, because y'all yeah. walked over. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, uh, but see, that that that's what I'm, I mean. Is it was very like Kanye was a very unique producer, just uh, artist. Uh, personality whatever yeah. to, to look into and 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 that was a very hard decision for me <laughs> i believe um, <laughs> uh, but uh what were you saying oh but the album i i i really did like uh watch the throne though i thought um like all the features were very unique like it wasn't just like seen people like it wasn't people you would expect to see lined up and, oh, yeah. and thrown on a, a kanye or, or a jay-z album um i mean I, I thought it was really good uh i actually really liked the bonuses uh my my two of my favorite tracks on there were the bonuses i, I think they were both bonuses and it was prime time and the joy with uh, uh, uh curtis mayfield um, I love Curtis Mayfield, so it was awesome no, out there. No, no. Uh, no that's yeah, Otis. No, that no, that one's Curtis Mayfield, the Joy one, because o- Otis Redding's on Otis. 
Oh, I'm singing Otis. Yeah, but, oh, no, oh. but, but Scott started doing that beat, and yeah. that was Scott was doing the Otis Redding beat. Uh, yeah, yeah. Me so too. what's that one? The Joy. I'm trying to think of it now. I'm just, I can't think of that one right now either. <laughs> oh well, I'll listen to it in a minute. Um, oh, can you hear that? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, see. I think yeah, that's I like all that I can play. Yeah. That's a good it. But no, that's, that's like what that always one. made me mad. And then um, what also made me mad was, uh, what else? Well, yeah, Kanye was driving me crazy at that time. Yeah, that was a weird one. Well, I felt like he was, <laughs> he was taking Jay-Z. And Jay-Z has like two of those albums where the other person, when he finally decides to collab, screws him over. Because the same thing yeah, happened no, with well, R. Kelly. Oh, oh, yeah. See, I, I saw that. I didn't even know they did an album together. Yeah, because it died. Because right after they put it out, R. Kelly is in the news for this women and all this, the girls yep. and peeing. And oh, he's so like, bad. R. Kelly, R. Kelly did him wrong so yeah. bad. They Whoa. canceled the tour. They couldn't promote the album because so he's basically like, you know, this weird character now. And he still was. But it happened twice. It what? It happened twice because there's unfinished business. No, I'm serious. Unless I'm making this up, there's unfinished business, but then Best of Both Worlds is a different album. Like oh, they did you're it twice. Right. And, and yeah, R. Kelly yeah. R. Kelly hosed him twice. <laughs> Wait, so what's best of both worlds? Oh yeah. It's R. Kelly, it's it's um R. Kelly and Jay Z uh dual album. Yeah. And I'm like R. Kelly it was like it was this is the weirdest thing in the world, but R. Kelly was huge. Yeah, R. Kelly was like so as big weird. as Jay Z just in R and B. It's so weird. It's so weird to think about it now. Yeah, so wow. Best of Both yeah. Worlds was 2002. I forgot that they had done it twice. That is, yeah. That's yeah, crazy. that's what, it was so, yeah. Wow. Man, Jay-Z, because he did, uh, so he, he what what all collabs have he done? So he, he's done R, the R. Kelly one, or I guess two. Uh, Kanye, R. Kelly, Kanye, uh, Linkin Park. Beyonce. The Linkin Park, I don't know if that was. Oh, yeah, he did do Linkin does that, that count as a yeah, full collab was, though? Because they were like, all they did was basically was nothing, somebody mashed them Jay-Z up. Jay Z did nothing new. Oh, yeah, really? Jay Z oh, did nothing new. Yeah, yeah. I think they uh, just mashed it up. They just took the well, just like uh, so who did the work? Just like Danger Mouse did the oh, the gray white, album. White, uh, white album. Yeah, or so that was crazy. Right yeah, here. I didn't know about that because I I love Danger Mouse. He's been like my favorite producer or one yeah. of them for like my la- the last decade. I didn't even know that he did that. Yeah, this, that was an awesome deal. And he's um, they're supposed to be coming out with the new um Narwhal's Barkley which nobody really cares about that except me I enjoy <laughs> all the Narwhal's Barkley I did too, <laughs> I did too. yeah I have uh, what, what, what's the what's that album called I forget what it's called yeah the first one yeah uh, I swear, right? yeah yeah. So, you know, yeah yeah I have the uh, deluxe CD thing of that it's got this real trippy cover well the, you know the cover's real yeah like trippy about those two I mean <laughs> this was also super pop. This was also super popular. Like, um, it's in 2000, he did Rock La, Fam- La Familia 2000, um, and that was supposed to be, um, if you look, like it's mostly featuring other people on Rockefeller, right. but um, they just really couldn't hold their own weight, and so it's basically a Jay Z album. Like Jay-Z, I was gonna yeah, say, yeah, 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 yeah. He had to do all the heavy lifting. Said, Wikipedia has one? not like Wikipedia is the all, but yeah, Dynasty Rock. They have that as his solo album. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I mean, that's yeah, what like it, all of them. It yeah, it turned into <laughs> yeah, it turned into that. But, um, I looked at that one the other day, and like besides the the Neptune's one, I just want to love you. I can't remember one of those songs. Like it's a really bad album. And then, yeah, um, and then just Russell, you're interested in all the background stuff. I don't know when it started, but 90% or maybe even a hundred percent of, um, of Jay-Z's albums and songs are recorded by the same sound engineer named that guru. So if you want to like look that up, it's pretty cool. Cause he, if you ever hear him like shout that out, Hey guru, that's, he's talking to the sound engineer. Mm. And how long have they been together? Oh, forever. I, I will look it up, but I know that like, um, black album, um, kingdom come, I know for sure. Like he was still doing it for those. Well, yeah, I'm going to look it up. Well, Well, you guys, you guys talk, I I will research. Sure. Yeah. See. And so, um, this week was my first real experience in giving, the. the blueprint to like a serious listen. Cause I, like that, well, I guess I didn't really finish this tangent. So like I I've listened to him kind of backwards. Like I listened to like watch the throne was my first experience and then blueprint three. Like, I mean, there's a couple of like empire state of mind and, uh, you just can't escape them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, I, I was, uh, yeah, involuntarily I, a, a lot of the blueprint there was like that. <laughs> a lot of the blueprint there was like that because that had um, I'm trying to think that had run this town was yeah, on there in yeah. state of mind yeah. and then what's the other one? They had another one that was uh, just like everywhere. What was that other one? Young Forever. Yes, that was the one. Yeah, that which that one's just a remix of the original Forever Young or whatever. It's very... Yeah, this... I mean, it's different, but... Gives a little bit. Death uh, Auto-Tune was kind of... Yeah. But see, I haven't listened to this album in a while. I need to listen to this one again. But no, so anyways, so this week was my first experience with... Uh, or oh no, I also listened to the Black Album. And I think that's, that's that, was, that was the majority of it. Um, but so this week was my first experience really listening to Blueprint 1 and 2. Um... I, uh, I didn't, I didn't realize at first it was a double, um, album. So I guess that, so when it's a double album, I guess, was this released on, now it's 2002. So it would have been CD and like a double so CD. What the, yeah. So what they did, uh, it was like, and it was kind of confusing because they were like different colors. So they were kind of yep. different albums, but they released the blueprint to gift and the curse. Uh-huh. And then the following year they were rever- like, they released an edited version of right, and that's the blueprint. One. Yeah, and that's two point one. So right. it's like they cut out, you know, random songs because it was some from so both why, sides. Is there? Is, do y'all have any knowledge of why there's such a? Well, no, just such a quantity this round. Oh, no, he wanted to. He wanted to. Um, like so nobody could do. Like Outcast was like the first person that really pulled off a double record, and so I don't know that. Um, like in I don't rap. know if that's what Jay-Z was chasing or, oh yeah, in rap, yeah. And so they were just really, um, he was just really trying to do like this double record of like two different, two different themes. Like if you look at it, you might be able to pick it out. It was, he tried to be conceptual and for the time it pretty much was, but it ended up just, if he would have had a classic album, if he would have just cut it in half and made it 2.1. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, um, cause I listened to 2.1 first actually, cause, uh, yeah, I said, he I sent, sent it to me. Um, and so I just immediately, uh, listened through it. Uh, and then I, I listened to the blueprint too. And I realized like, 
uh, how, how long it was. And, and I, I assume that's what it was is it was a, just a trimmed down, um, preferred version, but the, uh, I really enjoyed looking into like who, who produced each one or who was given credit, um, for each track. Cause you have, um, like I, I didn't even know. <laughs> oh yeah. I was going to tell you about this, that I, I didn't know that it was just blaze that did, um, I forget what song it is. It's one of the first ones. Uh, man, my thing's not loading. Um, can you see which one that is? Hovey, baby. Is it Hovey? Yeah. And, and that the beat in yep. that is very, um, the beat in that is using assets that he uses also in, uh, the song Compton on good kid, mad city. Uh, uh yeah. Um, it's like a, like, it's like a, yeah. And so like, I immediately, like, when I heard it, I was like, Oh, this is a good one. And then like, I heard those effects and I was like, this is just plays. I know it. Just plays in one. the two thousands. Well, in what in ninety? When was Napster out? Like he was one of the like primary investors in. Um, was it LimeWire or was it Napster? He was like it probably in, was LimeWire. Oh really? Yeah. He was like one of those kind of investors, and he was like doing all the stuff like. Displays is everywhere now. He's married to Alicia Keys. It's like so random. Oh really? His life and. He went to Harvard Business School. Oh, man. He's like, he is, yeah, he's a totally from? random guy. I think he's from New York. I don't really know. Mm. I need to look up more of him. But, yeah, he is a random dude. Yeah, I don't know much about him. But it's, what's funny is, again, I don't know much about him. Uh, I just know, you know, the songs where, like, he'll yell his name out or someone will yell his name out. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but, but, yeah, I could notice that effect. But, anyways, but that's what I noticed on the album is I was able to pick up on when it was uh uh or i i suddenly possibly recognized that you know as a kanye beat because he was sampling like older songs and just a, a horn arrangement and you, know, you can kind of tell like you know the difference but it was it was interesting to look at the produ- production uh list of uh members on different tracks and see uh there every i mean a bunch of people from you know marshall mathers to dr dre and uh uh even um prince Oh, yeah. Prince? Yeah, I think Prince is on uh, one of them. That's insane. I never, I had never, I'd forgotten that. That's crazy. Oh, wait. No, I'm, I gotta apologize. I gotta step back my Just Blaze praise. I'm thinking Swiss Beats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> yeah I was wondering, I wasn't sure, like, if you were mixing it, but I was like, when you said Alicia Keys, I was like, Swiss Beats got her, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, I had that all wrong. Just please. Here, I'm trying to see which. which... I like the. Uh, well, I like telling your intro to to Jay Z. I'm trying to think of the first Jay Z album that I listened to was, um, Volume Three. Because I remember Big Pimpin'. I mean, you can't yeah. not remember Big Pimpin'. But that was <laughs> like the first time that I was like, oh, okay. Like maybe I need to check out the rest of this. Mm. But I remember following him ever since then because it was. Um, like the Hova song, um, what was it? Yeah, just really things quick. that you do. Those are all good. Prince was on Hovey Baby. That's, oh, that's the one that he. That's the sample where he was actually that's on. Because cool. I think he has a guitar part. There's a there's like a faint guitar that runs through it. Oh, it sounded like that. You never know. 
<laughs> I know. It's, it's so crazy. Up. But see, that's why I love this shit. <laughs> but like, because wasn't it Jesus telling me like John Mayer would do that too, or he did that for yeah, Frank like Ocean? Yeah, Frank Ocean. Popped them on there. Yeah. And uh, someone else too. And he's just like, yeah, no, I, I heard your other demo. It sounds good. Do you mind if I just jump on that? <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Yes. Get in here. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Shut up and get in here. <laughs> we need you. But yeah, so volume three, where did you start, Justin, with Jay-Z? It was probably volume two. And then like, I, like, I never, I know that this is like slander for older, like I've never really liked Reasonable Doubt. I thought it was kind of a little bit performative. Um, so volume two, and I've talked about volume two. Um, what is performative? And mean? then, um, what's that? Define performative. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's put some language to that. Hey, 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 did you draw? Uh, I, it's, it's, I know, man. I just don't want to get, I'm going to get, I'm going to get layered in the hate, but, uh, but the, uh, I just thought, I know that he's from, I know that he's from Marcy, Marcy project. I know he really did deal drugs, but it was, he was, he was trying to be Scarface and, um, and it just, it just didn't work for me because Nas already did that. And so, um, that's, that's, that's just what I mean by that. I know that like, I know that it's supposedly his one of his classic albums. I just don't get it, and I, I, I um, maybe I'm just too I was just too young for it at the time. So, um, but before you get the hate, just give me a break. I was like 17. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's like me again. Yeah, being 17 and experiencing Washington. <laughs> you still don't understand. You understand the hustle. It's a different perspective. I know. Well. Um, the other thing, Russell, just I wanted to, I just thought of this while you were talking about production on mm. the, I don't know if you knew this, but on the Black album, um, it was Jay Z's goal to enlist a different producer for each song. And so he has like, um, uh, like, um, like the, the, the classics like Rip Rib and the ne- Neptunes, but then um, I can't remember. I'll have to go look at the tracks, but Eminem yeah, produced an awesome, put, produced an awesome record on that. And, uh, at the time, like they were like, Eminem's gonna stop rapping because he's such a good producer. Like it was that, oh. it was that big of a deal. Yeah, hmm. yeah, he got I did it. moment of clarity. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Black Album is probably one of my favorites. I remember, I mean, I remember driving around in high school. And thinking like he's gonna retire, like he's gonna stop. <laughs> like, oh, even him, or no, Jay Z oh, was Jay-Z. saying like, "This is my last. Like, we're going out. This is you know mm. me stopping or whatever." And then I mean, he came back what like the next year or was it the year after that, and he was already putting out a new one. But but that time I was like, so he's just not gonna be rapping anymore. Yeah. And I didn't you know have a concept of like he was doing all this other stuff business wise because I mean that's I guess really really makes his money and does things Mm. but oh yeah he could rap too so (laughs) I I want to ask you Scott just from your perspective so like the Black Album the Black Album came out in 2003 Mm -hmm. Um, just guess I mean you might have just seen it just a second ago or this week while you're looking stuff up but just in my life like I swear that like it took 10 years for Kingdom Come to come out so Black Album came out in 2003. When did Kingdom Come come out? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know? You were, you were. I think. Well, no, you were back in Colorado by then. 2006. I know, but that just seemed like 10 years. But just like, 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 
in his career, he had like a really, really good albums every year. And so like three years to leave, like in three years to sell up. Felt like forever. That's true. He was like producing every year. I mean, since Reasonable Doubt, he had done yeah. one every yeah. year. Yeah. Um, I was just like, that's impressive. Like the stamina for that to keep doing that much and to have it at least be received. To have because he had two or three singles on each. Well, he's got one. So he's got oh, yeah. a treasure trove of writers and producers that are in his corner. Producers, yeah. I don't know about writers. It well, seems like... I mean, uh, well, maybe not so much maybe on the earlier albums, but there, there's a there's a couple of writers um, cited on, on most of like those like from uh, uh, Blueprint 2 and on. Like uh, that, that's Jeez. one of the people I, I, I meant to mention uh, before, which is uh, Pharrell. Um, oh, that, yeah. that he's, he's another thread um, in between a lot of those albums. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause he's kept Pharrell even when Neptune sort of fell off, he was still messing around with Pharrell. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. And that's the thing is anything produced by the Neptunes, he was, it seems like he was involved in the writing in some, some mm. form. Uh, but yeah, um, that, but yeah, the, sorry, um, to have the consistency of the yearly album and stuff. Also considering if he is, I assume he's touring too. Um, that's like, I mean, that's as hardcore as you, you can get like wanting to be committed to, to the, the life, the, the music artist life. Cause you know, you talk about artists in the sixties and seventies that you had, um, expectations or contracts to release an album sometimes every six months. Like they were just, you, you pump it out. Like, you know, like the Beatles, I mean, you, you are expected to pump it out. That is your, you are, you will get this done and you're going to tour and you're going to wear this and you're going to look like that and you're going to do all that. And it's like, it's intense. And then as time went on and, uh, more agencies and, and power was divided in different ways and time changed things. Now you just have a mix of all sorts of things, but, uh, um, I lost my train of thought. What were we just talking about? Like consistently for the year. Oh yeah. And, and having, um, having to, to, to push that out and meet your quota basically, you know, but then as, uh, artists would make more or have more independence or the studio would be not afraid, but more, uh, willing to respond to their needs of wanting to slow their pacing down, be with their family, whatever change was in their real life. Um, or, you know, the other life, uh, nowadays, you know, you look at an artist that, and it's kind of average now that someone takes a couple of years or, or two, three, yeah, four years for like Kendrick Lamar. Uh, he does like two or three years in between. Oh yeah. Kind of albums. Yeah. So sometimes like yeah. this year or next year would be a good, a good Kendrick time. Mm. Depending on that, you count the black Panther album as oh, a sure. soul production. Kendrick. <laughs> it's production. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much it. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I mean that, that really is like, I mean, you think about it, like if you're touring and releasing an album every year, like in modern times, like I just, I figured that's pretty, or six to months to a year. I mean, that, that is like yeah. as hardcore as you can get. I mean, like Portugal, the man was like a uh, rock uh, group that like I, I follow and, and, you know, every year from when they started, they were just knocking out an album until like 2012. And then their band changed, like two of their members left and then they 
uh, we're trying to figure out who's going to help produce them. And so it took a couple of years to figure that out. Um, and then Danger Mouse produced their next album, Evil Friends. And it took another few years because they were going to rework it again. They were working with like Mike D and like the uh, other, someone else from BC boys and, and it didn't fit how they really wanted it to. So it took another year. And so they chose it though. They chose to slow it down and be more particular mm -hmm. just to take, change the pacing. But I, I, I think I, I just, I guess I'm just saying all this to really highlight that. I, I appreciate those artists that are like really in like locked into the, the method, into the generation of art. Cause they're just, you know, bop, bop, bop every year. And that's I a crazy wonder, thing. I mean, I think that's a little different for, well, uh, for some rappers, because with that, I mean, they write so much like those that are working, like they mm -hmm. just write so much. There's so much out there. Like what's the rumor for Tupac that there's like 2000 hours, oh, 2000 yeah. songs or something that are just right. out there and they're just not somewhere. good, but you know, they're still recorded and they're put oh, out there yeah, and then yeah. for a while, like little Wayne had the rumors that he was working and even Nicki Minaj out there. Even though probably none of it's listenable. <laughs> well, yeah, I think like <laughs> just a, um, another person, a little more current, uh, like logic, like he talks about that. Like he has like, I think it, we saw him one time in concert and he said that he had like 1200 hours or something like logged of just like stuff you could continue to work on if you wanted to just wow just got it it's content and now he's a guy that's that there's a monster for you that like for every year for like six maybe five years he released an album like a good solid through and through album every single year and then now he's retired like he's taking a, a long break to be with i think with his son i think is his thing how old is he he's gotta be in his 30s <sighs> but uh but yeah, there's a dude, very committed, you know, just young, with a hustle, I think, in a kitchen and working like uh, busboy shit and then um, just learn how to make beats. And then you just, would, I mean, you know, kind of straight Kanye story, you just make beats just every day, yeah. all summer when he was off, it's like all he was doing. And then just got better at speed rapping because that's like another thing he could just really good at, the, you know, the crazy breathing technique where you're just, you're just go. Uh, that works for so many, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's, there's a guy, another character like that, that's just really devoted to his art and just pump that stuff out like yeah. crazy. And he produced, I think a majority of his own stuff. I don't think too many people really uh -huh. touched what he was working on. But I think that, well, that's one thing that's interesting about like the Jay-Z story too, is that he wanted to start owning his own stuff. Yeah. Like when he got denied initially by record companies, he was like, okay, well then we can do this. And so that's what Rockefeller was kind of born off of the, gotcha. uh, you know, we're going to do this independent. Yeah. Ourselves. When was uh, that? And then they got bought up. Uh, when was that? So that'd been early nineties. Right. Yeah, um, I I think that even Rockefeller produced Reasonable Doubt. Like, I think it's you know I think it co-opted Def Jam later. Like it was it, it, it was it's that, old. Yeah. was that Rockefeller? Yeah, was Reasonable Doubt was Rockefeller. I believe so. That was all they had at that time. So yeah, so yeah, ninety five, ninety six. Hmm. And so he had always sort of come in under that guys of this is how we're going to do business this is how we're going to go forward and that doesn't work for a lot of artists 
you know. Well, it doesn't, and I can't remember. He 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 raps about it, and so you guys might remember this, but like, um, I know it's the truth because I remember when it happened. But when he bought his masters, um, and I don't know if it was like five million bucks, and I just remember at the time I was like, "Good luck." But obviously, like looking back, like masters are every. I mean, they've always been everything, but just like. Um, he bought his masters like when they thought the music industry was dead. And so that just seemed like such an inflated, I swear it was like five million bucks. And that just seemed like a crazy number. And then um, just he partly bet to title, he partly bet to um, just like Apple Music, Spotify, all of that. And it's, I'm sure it's paid back. Um, just that he, he understands like that's, he is, he's a businessman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, that is another hard, um, hard experience in the music industry is becoming detached from your own catalog, being, you know, being removed from the marketability and profitability of your own, your own work. That's a crazy, it's a crazy thing. I mean, like one of the most notorious stories of, uh, Paul McCartney bragging to Michael Jackson on the set of the music. I think it was a music yeah. video, uh, say, 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 and he mentioned, just mentioned yep. it to him that he was going to buy back in a very important catalog to him. And he, I don't even think he told him exactly what it was. And then Mike, uh, Snoop, Snoop, you know, went snooping around, figured out that that's what it was, and realized, oh, I got the money too. I'll that's throw it down for even more. Get yeah. it right now. Oh, that's so crazy. <laughs> like the day of the shooting the music video together. <laughs> just, woof. That is such a crazy that's story. Brutal. Yeah. At least he got it back. Because isn't that like. That's when they stopped being friends yeah. too, right? Yeah, like that they had week. Done like two songs together or something. So, no, yeah, like that I'd whole be, album, pipes, pipes of peace. I'd be done with them too. Yeah, <laughs> pipes of peace and thriller. They were very close with each other, and then poof, it was gone like that. And like, yeah, like you could tell, like you just didn't bring that up, you know, around yeah. around Paul. That I mean, that is such a weird notion, though, to be like you said, separated from your own work, like yeah. You you sit down and you wrote this, but you did. That's like, um, I don't I mean, I don't even know. And well, I don't really follow them that much, but I've heard that the American idol contracts are super weird like that. Like mm. American idol, like basically owns these artists until like 20 years or something of like wow. quality work. Like anything that they produce is oh. going to give some sort of chunk back to <laughs> American idol. So like, I bet Kelly Clarkson's sure. like just getting out from under it now, oh, wow. but she's like, she'd be like the only one. Yeah. I was, well, was Carrie Underwood? Carrie Underwood was another American idol. Yeah. yeah Carrie Underwood was an American idol. But yeah, yeah, I've heard that those contracts are like super weird where it's just like, you know, you exist because of us as a celebrity. Yeah, so right. you, you owe us forever. Good Lord. Yeah. I read, I read, um, like the voice that their contracts, mm -hmm. um, I read this a few weeks ago, months ago, but the voice, their contracts are so bad. Like this guy won on the voice and like, you know, you get this record contract and he like shows up to the record company and they're like, Oh, that's not real. Like, that's that's for the show. You got you get your contract was your payout that we gave you for the show. Oh, wow, like it's not even. Uh, yeah, wow. yeah. I, and see, and yeah. I hope that's not some kind of like uh, uh, direction or ploy of saying. Uh, 
Well, it's exposure. You're you're yeah. Na- yeah. you're exposed no, nationwide. Yeah. So what what else are you going to get? You just have the best billboard you're going to ask for. Why? What else are we going to do for you? Help you? What? Yeah, that's true. Because you haven't seen, I haven't seen any of those. And there's some real talented folks that come through there. Because I mean, they they do yeah. it for real. Like, yeah, I'm trying to think. Have they promoted any of those people afterwards? You well, know, you get your little coach, and then after your after yeah, your yeah. show, your season's well, I, done. I mean, literally, <laughs> I think I think that's literally what that show is. Or throwaway little snapshot experiences of influential musicians and possible, you know people just to get a name out there and it's like we're not gonna pay out all this money and contract and and next steps and future stuff yeah i don't, well, don't want to be tied up in that liability and then yeah a lot of them have already like had failed contracts so there was you know yeah. some sort of baggage yeah i'm coming in oh sure i think still saying yeah well i'm sure that 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 might that must be the unfortunate handshake in that deal for the voices um, it's like you you get some money i think right or something i know did they but not give them any money either i think you get money but but then yeah but the contract and stuff which that's like the ploy of American yeah. idol because it's a like commitment it's like to me <laughs> to me i feel like most of those contestants they don't want what everybody wants which is job security <laughs> <laughs> i just want to sing when you hand me a microphone i just want a job <laughs> but um that's weird but yeah that's some weird stuff those weird contracts and and nowadays with social media and grassroots exposure even in like youtube or whatever and now tiktok you know it's just yeah. like well what you, you got exposure yeah but i wonder like if you're gonna have just like a ton more record lips like is childish gambino is he on his own Record label, uh, he was on, he was with Glass Note. I don't uh, know if okay. he's still with his own here. I'll look because I wonder about uh, like, uh, Tyler. Tyler is oh, okay. Uh, he's uh, like on his own. Yeah, and they throw it out there. Like if you'll see more of that, and I don't know if that's necessarily oh yeah. Well, I think that's becoming better or whatever. But you know, like everybody can get a SoundCloud, and you can throw your yeah. music up there and get semi-popular, exactly. like the Billie Eilish type. Well. I don't know if that was exactly what Billie Eilish. <laughs> no, she had connection. She had inside connections. But um, I want to say, well, maybe, maybe I'm lying. For Childish? No, for Tyler. I know Tyler produces all his stuff, but I guess the distribution and like music rights and still like Sony, still on Sony Columbia. Mm. They own everything. That's why, well, yeah, like I wonder about that Toby uh, Ninjiwe, you know who I'm talking about? No. He had that um, Try Jesus song that was like, it was like two minutes long on YouTube. It was really popular, but um, he's like a rapper, really. Yeah. He had a song with Paul Wall because he's from Houston. Oh, okay. But like they yeah, have no label and they're really like out like of why they don't have a label and they're like, if we mm. can do all this by ourselves, why do we need, <laughs> why do we need you to promote us? Or why do we need anybody? Right. To come up? I mean, that's what I'm doing like, with know. our little band for its slow pace as it is. Oh, yeah. mean, we're not touring and trying to push this shit really, but it's like, I, you can see if you do the research, you can find, especially if you go to school for it, if you go to you school for the it, venues, then you, especially yeah. now like this, like, you know, you can, 
you can uh, find the equipment and stuff. You know, it's not you just have to know what you're looking for nowadays. You don't have to, you know, it's not the '80s or whatever. You have to know the right person and that has this equipment. Like you can buy this equipment; it's cheaper than it's ever been. Um, but yeah. yeah, like it's it's crazy. It's it is, yeah, it is. I mean, how more democratic? But there's just so much more out there now. Yeah. How did we get here? I don't know. <laughs> Are you there, Justin? I'm here. Yeah, for sure. I'm listening to you guys. You're good. <laughs> um, we just kept. But yeah, going. how did we, we get got here? there from Jay Z oh, oh, being independent? Yes, we kept. Yeah, achieving his rock status. And him putting on everybody else. He brought Kanye on, and then Kanye built he, up good music. And he also is like when you say that, like he. Um, he literally said, "Like Memphis, like he says in the song, that, like Memphis Bleak, you're never gonna have to work again." Like it's he just it's his friend, you know. It's, he's that's also just something that's also cool about him is like he really Memphis Bleak is not a good rapper. Like there's, if you're not friends with Jay Z, you're not like. I was gonna say. <laughs> you're not, you, if he wasn't friends with Jay Z, he would have never gotten put on. Like it's the truth. And so, hmm. um, but yeah, he put he he did put people on. Like I don't. Um, it's not. It's not super um it's not super legit but when he was the head of death jam like he's credited with finding rihanna <laughs> like oh, yeah. He, yeah i remember that. yeah yeah when did rihanna start uh that would have been early 2000s, right because she had the was she on the replay was that that was rihanna right she was she was on she was on um her first one of her first songs was um was on a Jay Z album, and and uh, I'll I'll find it. But um, yeah, that was early, early two thousands. I know we keep bringing up Kanye, but it's kind of hard, like when you're talking about Jay Z. But you guys, did you guys realize the first time that Kanye appeared on a Jay Z album? Did you see that year? I saw that two thousand two. Yeah, he was in what volume three, right? Yeah, that's old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he he wasn't credited the first time. But then the second one, he was in. Well, he was in Blue Point. The what? The first one? No. He was in two point one uh, or two. He was in two. Rapping. But yeah, I think he, he was. Something. He said like a line or something in the first blueprint. Mm. But he's like not credited. He like sings the chorus or something. He pro- he produces some. But he produced yeah he produced yeah, it a couple. So Jay-Z creates the monster and then he walks away. <laughs> he discovered the monster. Yeah. He gave the monster a voice and social connections. <laughs> well, so did uh, uh, Jamie Foxx, kind of. He has that story where oh, they like, yeah. connect at one of his like, famous parties. And then he was like pushing all the people in like, the media that he knew. And then he got on his song, so it was even you know more poppy yeah that's true jamie fox is random too right jamie fox is Another sneaky thread. old what do you mean yeah he's like what oh 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 i see what you mean yeah like, yeah yeah he's been around for yeah he has how old is he? man but he's done he's done everything man yeah he is in everything 67 so what does that make him 52 
Yeah, you would think yeah, it's 52. Do you, do you know why he uh, chose the stage name Jamie Foxx? I think I heard the story one time because he was trying to just get on the list. Like there were so many yeah. like women comics and white like white women comics that he just was like, I want a name that you don't know who I am coming up. Until yeah. I get up to stage. Well, yeah. And I think, yeah, it also had to do with like if, if they expected it, that it was a female comic, that that was a little rarer so that they would like he would get more likely to be on and be on maybe earlier or at a more opportune time yeah, because they would time. expect someone that's like, Ooh, Jamie Foxx. <laughs> Jamie Foxx. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that, that's another dude. That's just kind of thread randomly pops up. Um, when did, uh, Jay Z and Beyonce become a thing? Was that around? Uh, two? Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, Bonnie. Yeah, and the Clyde. Blueprint Two. That was the yeah. first that they were kind of out public. Although she was in the H to the Izzo video, which is in Blueprint One, right? Hmm. And when did they well, do? Everybody was in that video. That was like. <laughs> I know, but she had no reason to be yeah. in that video. Destiny's Child didn't have any reason to be in that video besides their connection. They, they were trying. They. That was the TRL era. They, 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 yeah. Everybody was in everybody's video. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> Although TRL did do that, yes. <laughs> what did uh, did Bonnie and Clyde or uh, is it Crazy in Love? Was that the song? What's yeah, Crazy Bonnie in Love Clyde, is on um, three, right? No, Crazy in Love is what is um her song, right? Oh, okay, yeah, right. But which one came out first? It's really, really close. They might have been, it might have been like a trade because they weren't on the same record label. So, like, you know, um, we'll go on Jay Z's album if she can come on, um, if she oh, can yeah, come on sure. ours. And, you know, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try and see. I think Bonnie Clyde came out. 2003. I, I do think Bonnie, Bonnie Clyde came out no, first. For, for the Beyonce one. Uh, it's 2003. So then they came out the same. So yeah, it was June, so dangerous, dangerously in love. Um, the album dangerously in love came June seventeenth, two thousand three. And um, Bonnie and came out of three too, but I'll yeah, yeah. Well, well, the blueprint two came out in two thousand two. Two thousand two. Okay, so oh wow, Bonnie that's crazy. Was first, and then it that's became crazy. official. Huh. So yeah, I guess it was like a trade. You know, it's like it became album official, and yeah, yeah, music, music uh, industry official. Yeah, which that's a weird relationship. There. Yeah, just generally, I don't know. I mean, I feel like Beyonce could have been like an Oprah. You know, like she didn't need to marry to <laughs> just be her own mm, thing. Yeah, like. I don't know. What what forces brought them together? Apparently, Sean Carter is completely different from Jay Z. That's the only explanation. Oh, yeah, that's all I can figure. Is like the is the Jay Z with like dreads now that like hangs out at the Nets games. I think that's like who she who she Mm. met. You know, not yeah, not Jay Z. (laughs) 
<laughs> Which he also says in a song, but it seems like more and more plausible that it's just like, yeah, she met like a businessman version of Jay-Z mm. and it was Sean yeah, Carter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, oh yeah, I also do this, but I'm really this guy. <laughs> Don't think about that guy. <laughs> that's not, that's not who I am. But yeah, but then their whole, whatever that was. And then 444, which I don't know. Have you heard the conspiracies of like the lemonade and 444? What do you mean? Like, it's no, all kind of a, Oh, like a ploy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think so. I, I, yeah, I, I have both actually on vinyl. Uh, the, the, and yeah, cause I was all, I was very intrigued. One. You're like, yes, it was a ploy. Yeah. But yes, I bought those out. Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, I, I, it, technically I think the 444 is a bootleg cause it's like this crazy, trippy uh, color and I can't find it anywhere. I don't think that's legit. Um, it works though. And it's great. But Yes, I actually, I absolutely think it was a ploy. I think it was just a formula to to cause drama and disturbance, and you know. And a but I think, I mean, the lemonade was so I think. good. I like. I don't know if I don't. Know, I don't know if that could be a reaction. That's, what, no, that's what's hard for me. That's what's hard for me is lemonade is just so um, so genuine in my mind. And you know, we're mm. talking. I was talking about performative, and it just, I just do not get that vibe about lemonade. Um, mm. But maybe I. Well, I. Well, it's hard for me, Russell, because like Jay Z, like like older Jay Z, like I actually, uh, yeah, I could see him just like profiting off of Lemonade, like as a business person, and so that's um. So I could see the ploy on his side, but Lemonade just seems so so good. I'm yeah. sorry, I know that's hateful. No, well, honestly, I think there might have so there there probably is truth to it. I, if anything, I think it might just be over dramatized to to cause more of mm. a, an interest. Um, because they're also, they're both really, they're master storytellers of, True. you know, situations and emotional scenarios. So yeah, I feel like, it, and, and especially, I mean, the way you can do the most damage or the, the, the person that can cause the most damage to you is the person that you love most. So I figure they realized, you know, if they wanted to cause a real a, a music feud or, you know, some kind of riff in the expectation of the music industry and projectory projectory of how things are going. And like, if the ultimate couple all of a sudden, you know, turn yeah. on each other, how about that? And then they wrote you mean albums that? towards mm, each other. Not Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh Lord. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What's uh what's her company called? Goop. Goop, yeah. Oh, poor Apple. Right? Isn't that the name of their yeah, their child? child. Right. Nice. But uh yeah. but yeah, I, I don't know. So I feel like there probably is realness uh from it, absolutely. I have no idea. I have no idea. Who knows? Yeah. But it just I, I just feel like it's so perfect, like the back and forth. Cause I remember well, I used to work with uh, uh, someone at Fast Signs named uh, Zynga. Shout out and Zynga. Um, and she was a huge, she was a huge Jay-Z fan. I mean, like the biggest, she would tell me so many random facts about him. It's like at random times, like if she thought about it, she would tell me. And I love it. Uh, cause yeah, as you could tell she was a legit passionate fan. And, uh, and so she was telling me all about, like oh, the, that? The, the, yeah. What was going on. And, and I was like, man, that's so intense. I was like, I was like, I wonder. And I remember like us just, just 
riffing just talking about like what if he made an album like in the same light like just from his perspective and then like yeah like six eight months later then like it came out and uh because uh, I remember her, she saw like um, some like little post that was ta- put, posted by him or someone and then taken down really quick. And it was just the number 444. And then there was like a, a, a blank billboard in New York, I think, that popped up and it said 444. And then she told me, she was like, did you see this? I was like, no. <laughs> and she was like, he's going to release an album. I was like, oh, crap. Do you think it's it? Like, do you think it's the response? And she's like, I hope it is. And then she lost her mind, you know, when it came out. Um, and I mean, the album's really good. It's very, it's a, it, they're both high quality, really good, um, like epic tracks. Um, I was trying to remember, I can't remember. Maybe I need to go back and revisit that album. But I remember thinking, like, yeah, I'm gonna go grab it. He says next to nothing in this album. And it's just okay. You know, like, I don't know how he was going to like spell out who it was. Underwear. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, this is, uh, this is what we get. Well, I felt the same way. But I, it, that's so interesting. It's just so interesting. I'm that, um, I'm sitting here trying to figure out why I can't remember the tracks. It's because they're times. Oh, yeah. They are times, huh? <laughs> they're just times on here. What were you saying, Justin? No, I, that's just really interesting to hear Russell say that 440, just his thoughts on 444, because I just, I just was like, I remember I almost cried, um, like, when I heard, when I heard the Black album, because I was like, this is really it. Like, he's really quitting. You know, mm. kind of like what you were saying, Scott. And, um, and then like 444 just didn't have, even though it's probably the most emotional album, I just resonated the least with me. And that was, um, that was a weird feeling for Jay-Z, like for, for Jay's album, um, in my history with, with him, that was pretty weird. But, um, I, I will like just from what you're saying, if I do want to give it a re-listen. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I thought it was pretty good. Like I really liked, um, I mean, the production work on it specifically, I really, I really enjoyed like, uh, the story of OJ like, and 444, like those, the beats on those are really crazy. Um, family feud. Now that, that one's really good. That's the one with, uh, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Um, um, man, I, there's another one. I need, see, I need to re-listen to this album. I haven't listened to this one in a see, minute. That feels so long ago, but that was only 2017, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This has been a long year. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Seriously. Like, you know, it's like the, uh, what's today? It's 14th. So, you know, just the other day was our two year wedding anniversary. And I was like, man, it's been two years. It was like, yeah, it felt more like three. (laughs) This year. Decade in this year. Yeah. That's a long year. I couldn't imagine trying to be in upcoming artists right now like this would be so either mm. you'd be capitalizing on it by kind of leveling the playing field everybody's just doing videos in their houses or it's like i can't get my name out i can't go and tour and I mean, create this, that crowd like at this point it's all it's yeah i mean at this point it's all like networking is all network and relation chip based and like clever ways of exposure you yeah know, like tiktok or, but you can't make any money unless you're popular well, yeah. or you get sponsored in some form like you get popular uh, in some method but yeah but that's social momentum like you have to 
build that up. And if you're trying to do like some kind of grassroots local thing or like, you know, local shows and the old school route or whatever, which is the hardest route. Like yeah. it's, yeah, it's a weird, give up weird place that. to be in. Yeah. Or it's like, practice, get better. <laughs> even now, now that Denver had such a great, like, <laughs> underground rap scene but I remember you used to be approached by guys selling like CDs and mm. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh listen to this oh, yeah. I don't even know how you do that now I mean you'd be like check out my check out my SoundCloud, SoundCloud whatever yeah. SoundCloud Bandcamp. yeah follow, but me, you on, can't follow approach, me on YouTube but you can't approach strangers now well it's all gorilla I mean it's either you you know the right people that can spread it or you know you know a lot of the right people that have you know thousands of followers on Instagram you get them to repost something yeah. or share something um, or yeah gorilla marketing you know you put decals with the cool graphic and a QR code up in a popular area where people are sitting there waiting or you go to the, the college uh, meetup places, you know, like the hot spots, the, yeah. the fried chicken spot down the street that people, you know, the door is never closed because there's always people coming in and out. So you put a poster up outside. Um, I don't know all that stuff. I mean, you gotta, you gotta work every angle to, <laughs> to spread it, especially right now. Well, and I'm, I'm totally in that mind. Cause I mean, yeah. I know I'm a marketing person already, but, uh, you know, trying to, uh, generate a, a plan, a tactic for this podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. And I mean, that's all the stuff. That's exactly where my head is right now because that's my comfort zone already for marketing, like this kind of background plan and execute, real physical graphic work and all whatever um everything i just described but um I, I that's why i feel kind of at ease right now like I'm very focused on getting this stuff done because i don't feel kind of taken out of the loop or out of my pacing because i don't know everything's and, with masks and shut up in the houses yeah well and with this it's a very i don't know it's easy it's self-produced i'm doing everything in the end, end to end even the website stuff so um yeah it's like there you go yeah just rockefeller there you go yeah independent <laughs> independent <laughs> moved on yeah be, <laughs> you set up you need other little artists that you can just give money to yeah i can yeah i can get producer credits on some other small podcasts <laughs> hmm. i don't know i don't know well any uh any more comments remarks trivia about mr j to the z to the iso is a i got nothing over here and I'm, I'm 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 spent i can't think i'm trying to think no, has he been have, in movies? i don't have anything <laughs> has he ever acted in anything no he's terrible at acting yeah okay. he did he, he had a movie called the streets is watching that's actually another album that's really bad so um no he's oh. a really really bad actor um no he's, he's pretty terrible i just thought do you remember that scott no the streets is watching oh back in like the back in like the 90s like everybody everybody produced their own little like gangster um flick gangster movies like hustler movies and um Rockefeller produced one and Mimi Siegel was in it and he was actually good, but Jay Z, um, Jay Z just could not act. Oh. Like, I don't even know if he's even done an SNL skit. Like, he's, he's just like, he, he, he's just good at what he's good at. Yeah. And then he can get out the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fade, that's how Fade to Black. He was an executive producer for The Great Gatsby. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, he was. That's random. So what's his watch in 98 and you're on. Didn't he do, uh, are are you saying, yeah, you're the the producer for the music. Yeah. Great Gatsby. Yeah. yeah. That just looks terrible. What? The Great Gatsby? No, the streets is what? Oh, it's it's, it's really bad. (laughs) Exactly. It's exactly what, it's exactly what I remember all those like, I think Ja Rule had those, like everybody had those. No. Yeah. That looks pretty rough. Yeah. V- like VHS, yeah. Yeah, straight direct to video and direct to tape. Yep. <laughs> yep, tape. <laughs> but he oh, just did. What does Joss say? <laughs> he just did some sort of like campaign cartoon type thing he narrated. And he has a book. He might have two books out now. Jay Z, that is. But that's it. That's all I got for Jay Z. Hmm. Hmm. What What's next for Jay Z? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. What's on the horizon? He's gonna look like George Clinton by the time twenty twenty two comes around. Oh yeah, has a. Uh, Oh yeah. Oh, this is yeah. This is the question I, I I thought of earlier about Jay Z. Is yeah. What what's what's his current? What's this year done to him? Since we were talking about how weird this year has been, has has anything happened in relation to him this year? Is he still? Uh, he still got ownership of the Nets, right? Oh, really? I think he sold it. Did he? I think he sold it. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Well, I don't know because he got the clubs. So those are going to be underperforming for the year. He's got stocks and art. He's got Beyonce, which she put out this year. Yeah. That Africa King. Yeah, Africa whatever. thing. Yep. That was so terrible, but whatever. I couldn't watch it. Yeah. What is it? Uh, what was it called? Inspired by the Lion King. Yeah. Oh, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. That's a weird one. There was some really awesome visuals, so they must have spent like a bajillion dollars making it but these like weird poems and you know non sequiturs that transition them from the scenes was was Mm. so weird and interesting just odd but yeah i haven't heard i haven't heard anything about him in the news lately like um maybe he's working yeah i haven't yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's uh, he's the opposite of Kanye. He's working. He's a little yeah, quieter. I, <laughs> so quiet. <laughs> uh, when Kanye does anything, he lets you know about it ten times. Uh, well, now that we've seen from Joe Rogan's interview, and you ask him anything, he keep going no matter what. Yeah. He's an artiste. He articulates. That's what he does. That's right. He needs to be a whole separate discussion. <laughs> the Kanye verse. Yeah, that'll be conversation too. <laughs> that's, a, that's a two-part podcast, man. Kanye is insane. Like, yeah. I, you know, yeah. you know, it's funny is I, I'm pretty sure we ended our Marvin Gaye one saying the same thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> saying that's a, a whole other conversation for another day. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you need to do. do Yeah, yeah. That's what. um, We'll put a pin in that. I have have an anecdote from my. I have an anecdote from my nine-year-old. Did we ever do the 
if we ever, if I'm invited back to a Kanye podcast, my oh, nine year old the other day sure. just said the funniest, funniest thing. So. Yeah, let's end on this. Are you going to tell it, or are you just you got to wait for the? <laughs> I couldn't. No, I'm, I'm, I'm. See, I'm, I'm I, I listen to Russell about this fucking thing, and I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling it out there that. You guys, he's got to invite me back if you want to hear that anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, what if you say the anecdote and we invite you back? You don't have to hold us hostage. <laughs> no, this is, you guys can have it now. It was just the funniest thing because my son, um, my son's trying to figure out, he's nine years old and he's trying to, um, trying to figure out, um, my, the music that I like, that's actually just been kind of interested in that. And so, uh, mm. I was singing that, um, every now and then, like that Chick-fil-A song gets stuck in my head, you know, like, oh, the Kanye song. Yeah, yeah. Sunday, you know, my, and so I was singing that and he, he's like, Oh, Kanye West sings that. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, yeah, 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 he does. He's like, and we've talked about Kanye West's mental illness, like with the election and stuff like that. And, <laughs> and how I know, and how I just, how I just, <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> I keep it real with them. And so anyway, um, so anyway, I, we were talking about it and, uh, he just, he's aware that Kanye's sick. And so he like, we're talking about Chick-fil-A and he says, so Kanye wrote that song and he also wrote Monster. Um, uh, <laughs> he did what? He said that's. He just tried to say like the comparison. Like, so he wrote he wrote a a, a gospel album, Church on oh, Sunday. Oh, yeah. But then he, he also, also wrote Monster. Monster. <laughs> he also wrote Monster. <laughs> so, yes, that is Kanye. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the same person. They have that. You're, you're, that's, 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 that is that's right there. The duality of Kanye. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> What's next? Twenty twenty four. That's why he's got his eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, hey, I, I, I don't want. Yeah. I mean, I don't. We we don't need to keep this going. But um, yeah, I would love to have a conversation about Kanye because there's a lot of interesting, <laughs> oh interesting gosh, things. Yeah. <laughs> for Kanye. There's a ton. There's a lot of different approaches to a lot of different things, and yeah. But we talked about the uh, predecessor, the mentor, Jay Z, the one and only, da, 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 da. Hope. Big Brother. This be the top at everybody's. Oh list. yeah, Big Brother. That's a great song. All right, yeah, this is great. Well, Justin, I appreciate um, you uh, coming on, man, and talking through it. No, it was, it was absolutely. That was a lot of fun. Um, I, I appreciate the invitation. For sure, man. Yeah, we'll need to do it again. Thank you for listening. For more episodes, visit our website, musicmythpodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Goodbye.